Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. And sometimes the amount of stories that make their way to us means that we simply can't cover everything that comes our way. But from time to time, a story just stays with me, and I feel compelled to share it with you and give you my thoughts. And now, one more thing. Okay, so most of the time on the show here, when I want to do one of these, what I'll do is play a news clip. And you'll be able to hear a little bit about what's going on in the world. And I will try to provide some context that I believe is missing from the narrative or an alternative perspective or something like that. Um, but you'll have to forgive me today because I have no news clip. Rather, I have an article uh, from the Grio. And uh, I'm going to approach this one a little different because I have Q Ward in the studio with me today. And we're going to have a conversation. Uh, this is something we haven't done before. Not the conversation, but the type we're going to have. And then we are going to, as always, uh, open the floor up to you, the listener, um, to help us to continue the conversation. So I will read again. This is from the Grio. The article uh, was posted February 22nd. Uh, the headline says a white artist painted murals at a college depicting slavery. A black administrator wants them removed. And then there's like a subheading that says the two murals at Vermont Law and Graduate School show the brutality of enslavement through images of a slave market an enslaver brandishing a whip and a dog attacking someone. Um, I'll try to describe the visuals to you, but there are these almost caricatures of slaves. Um, I, I'm not sure if it's intentional or not. Um, I, I can't say it's not artistic, but 
you know, you do see the 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 really big lips, you know, that are painted really starkly in contrast on the skin. And then, of course, you see the white slave master with a long red whip and a long handlebar mustache. And, um, you know, there's a there's a dog attacking someone, as mentioned, um, and the slaves look very fearful. And a couple of them are on the ground. One woman is on her knees with a ball and chain attached to her, her ankle. Um, and a very sort of cartoonish look. Car- cartoonish is the word okay. that I was going to use to describe it as well. Okay. So so before you jump off the porch and run down the street. I'm not. <laughs> um, I want you to pick a side. And what I will do is pick the other side. Um. I guess the question is, should this be taken down a white author that has painted this um, art installation, this mural on the uh, the campus of Vermont Law School? Um, and whatever side you take, I will take the other side. Because I do think that these are conversations that are important to have. And oftentimes when we hear about a lot of stories, uh, we hear one side of it and the and the feeling is created when we encounter the uh, information rather than uh, the information being conveyed to us and we have a little bit of time and space to develop feelings about it. And so uh, after reading the article, which side would you say you fell on or which side would you choose? You don't have to actually feel that way. I certainly, I have conflicted thoughts, which is why I wanted to um, have this type of conversation. Leave it to my brother. <laughs> put you on the spot. To, well, put me on the spot, not an issue at all, <laughs> just to present me with something so challenging. Sure. Okay. The nature of what you and I do mm-hmm. requires nuance. Yeah. It is very hard to just pick a side yeah. because we're, my mind is trained to seek out the nuance in every story that we read. It's, it, and, and something like this, it gave me more questions than feelings. Yeah. I didn't read it in a fill away. I read it and it had literally a bunch of questions I wanted to ask. Right. Yeah. There are things that are by nature not racist when done by a black person that are by nature racist when done by a white person. It's very fair. And I have to ask. Is the person viewing this art determining that before they know the answer? Mm. Did you see it and get offended? Or did you learn that the person that did it was white and then get offended? Mm. Right? I ask that question because no one can tell you that you're not allowed to be offended. But I feel different about you being offended if it's just based on you knowing that. You know what I mean? So it's... The question that you're posing... Should it be taken down? There's something that happens when we want to tell people you're not offended or that's not offensive. And I don't think we're allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. A student saw this and was offended by it. Yeah. A a faculty member, but yeah. Yeah. So someone at the school, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. So... At that point, what are we talking about? Okay, so let's do this. Let's do this. Um, to to make it easy, I will 
have a conversation, brief conversation, uh, in support of keeping the mural at the school. Go for it. And I would like you to have the opposing opinion uh, with respect to this topic. And in, in having this conversation back and forth, we can tell more of the story. So this mural was painted uh, over 30 years ago on the campus. Um, and the mural was intended initially to be something that was oppositional. Um, it was, it was not something that was painted in support of slavery. The artist, no one, no one is claiming the artist is a racist man who is, you know, laughing all the way to the bank, having gotten paid and painting this, you know, this image. He did depict the, uh, slave master, I guess, or the person with the whip, the white man in the uh, painting, um, doing exactly what happened in those days. In other words, showing a true event, a, a plausible uh, uh, happening, event, undertaking, whatever, uh, scenario. That's what I'm looking for. Um, and because of these attacks on this, um, he has... He's, he's questioned the timing of it because for 30 years it was fine. And then after, you know, George Floyd, after Breonna Taylor, after, you know, all of these names we know, you know, of course, recently uh, Tyree Nichols, um, his artwork has come under scrutiny when he has, in his opinion, stood as an ally. Um, he had to research, he had to, you know, depict it. He recognizes that his whiteness needs to show up in there as sort of the bad guy, you know, and I, I'm, I might be, you know, I, I haven't interviewed this man. I don't know how he feels, but I recognize the implications of attacking literally everybody who's not black mm. when uh, they're trying to help us tell our stories. We need white people to help us teach CRT to get legislation passed so that it's protected, not even teach CRT, teach American history because CRT of course is, something that you get in law school, you might encounter it in, 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 at a university. You'd, you would never count, encounter it in K through, the, through 12. That's where you would get American history. But mm -hmm. the fact remains is that what many people refer to as CRT uh, and what we know to be simply American history, um, we will need white people who understand and recognize uh, that they have a responsibility to help us live uh, in a world that is more fair and more, more accurate and honest with itself. And I feel like when we attack people, because, because if this had been a, a black artist who had painted this, there, there would be nothing to see here. The fact of the matter is that because the artist was white, the intention was the same, you know, you know, everything else is the same. Um, but because the person was white, then, I th I think that what we're doing is we're um, it's kind of like hustling backwards. You know, we need allies, and we are uh, like actively culling them from the herd when we do things like this. Now, uh, I need you to tell me how wrong I am. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I can have an opposing opinion without having to prove yours wrong. Um, once again, you, sir, had noble intentions. But once I'm offended by it, that's it. who cares? Yeah. Um, we talk about the way that the, the art was depicted. Mm-hmm. And, say, can, and say it again. Please. You can draw black people without making caricatures of them. Mm-hmm. The cartoony, uh, it was almost kind of hard for me to take seriously once I actually saw the drawing mm-hmm. or the painting mm-hmm. because it, the cartoonishness of it made it seem adolescent in nature. Mm-hmm. I'd been less offended by it if a child had drew it, but that an adult artist drew it and decided with intention to make the black people look like caricatures of black people. I, I thought that was interesting. Um, I don't want to make this argument simple um, because it's very, very complicated and that wouldn't be fair. But there are certain things that when done by women to women are not received away. But that if they were done by men, they would absolutely be received away. Mm-hmm. The same thing with with black and white people. Um, it goes without saying. Slavery depicted by a black artist is different than slavery depicted by a white artist. Mm-hmm. Being on the other side of that pain on the other side of that trauma on the other side of that scene that's being depicted there matters and even if your intentions were to bring attention to and to stand in unison with me at uh, drawing receiving people's empathy or support or as the artist even says in the article Making people uncomfortable was kind of his intention, he says. Mm-hmm. But if you draw a picture of your Afro in a way that offends you, who am I as the artist to tell you that you're not allowed to feel that way? An excellent point. And uh, I think that now's the time that we turn it over to you, our listener, uh, do us all a favor. Check out uh, the painting depicting slavery. Uh, it's at the Vermont Law and Graduate School. Um, a quick Google search ought to bring it up for you. And let us know your thoughts. Um, we both believe that the implications of the approach to things like this and, and other things um, are much further reaching than simply pulling a picture off of a wall or, you know, making a, a handful of people feel more comfortable. We think that the ripples spread further than that. Um, so, you know, when you look at this, also take into account that we have to strike a balance between allowing folks opportunities to grow in their allyship with us. Um, And we also have 
to, you know, as Q mentioned, kind of draw a line in the sand. We have to say, well, this is how we would like to be depicted. Um, if you're going to paint something about black pain, it should come from a black person who has a direct link lineage to that pain. And can I point out something that I thought was kind of missing, even from the artist um, breakdown or, or, or explanation of his own position? Mm -hmm. He felt it necessary to remain up because slavery is still, I don't know the exact word, but because slavery is still prevalent all over the world. Not like that. Yeah. Never before or never since has slavery existed anywhere in the world except like that and here. Mm -hmm. That point almost made me angry. Like I had a very, very open-minded uh, approach to this because of this exercise that we're participating in actively. Mm -hmm. Reading that sentence changed everything because we've seen people try to make that point before. Yeah. You know, that slavery here is not the only time that slavery existed. In oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the only time that you were a slave simply because you were black yeah. ever before or since. Again, another another great point. And um, we are very much looking forward to your input. So please reach out to us. I am Ramses Ja on all social media. I am Q Ward. It's actually my handle, though. He is Ramses Ja is what he was saying. <laughs> I am Q Ward is how you find me. <laughs> And of course, you can use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, let's talk about it and um, let's be better together. How about that? Very much looking forward to it. All right, y'all. Peace. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show is produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.